You're listening to The Hidden Workforce, a show about the positive impact people with different abilities make to the workforce. Brought to you by Rise Staffing. Here's Lisa Toth. Just flew in superhero Pastor Beach from Wesley Chapel. He's the pastor and executive director of YouthWorks. Pastor, tell us a little bit about Wesley and the YouthWorks Pizza Factory. Well, thank you, and thank you for letting me to come out today and talk with you guys. Um, at Wesley Chapel, I became pastor there 14 years ago, and a uh, really awesome church, uh, a very historic church. If you're if Tulsans who are familiar with our history, uh, sad, in uh, 1921, there was a Tulsa race riot, now termed the Ray- Tulsa Race Massacre, and um, our church was one of those 13 churches burned down in that and uh, just after that, uh, they rebuilt in the 50s and the 60s. Uh, a lot of Black Wall Street went to Wesley Chapel. They, they built Town Square Apartments. It's right next to Booker T. Washington High School. And they, um, now it's called, uh, it used to be called Washington Heights uh, Luxury Townhomes. Now it's called Booker, uh, now, excuse me, now it's called uh, Town Square Apartments. And um, then when I got there about uh, 14 years ago, it was a smaller church. Uh, it was about 20 folks in Sunday attendance left. And uh, real nice folks, um, but one of the things that uh, I asked them, I said, "What's what do you feel God's calling your church to do?" And they they said, "Well, um, you know," and they weren't really sure. They shared some ideas and stuff, but uh, they showed me an old plan from years ago. And I said, "Okay, what's God God calling you to do today?" And so we spent several months praying, and uh, we felt like after a lot of praying that God called us to reach the kids of North Tulsa. And so that's when we started all the youth outreach in North Tulsa. That is a super story. Now, when I walked in to meet you at Wesley Chapel, it was a little bit falling apart. You say the building, that building was built when? The one that you're using now? Well, the one we are using now, um, we actually purchased it in 1965. It was actually Wesley's third church. The first church, you know, was burned down in the race massacre. The second church, uh, they left, the highway came through. Uh, there's more history on that, where a lot of churches lost their church buildings when the highway came through, and then the third, um, the, this uh, their third building that they bought around 1963, I believe it was. You were telling me that it was about to be condemned just on the day that the Tulsa Thunder had donated a basketball court for the yeah. youth there. Yeah, the United Methodist denomination wanted to close Wesley Chapel. Uh, what they said is that they said you can't run a church with all poor folks. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what Bible are you reading from? And so long story short, uh, we battled back, and um, we went to the media, and on the anniversary of our church burning down, uh, the media, the uh, another church came out because the media came out that night and covered the event that they were trying to close us. And another church, Sanctuary Evangelistic Church, pastored by Apostle Milford Carter, he came out and he said, hey, what's going on? And I told him what was going on. And he said, we would like to buy your church away from the Methodist Church so that you can be independent, and we want your church to be able to keep on going. I said, wow, okay, what church? Why would another church do that? He said, well, I just want you to know, all of us churches in North Tulsa talk about your church. I said, why? What did we do wrong? He said, no, it's not what you do wrong. He said, people that we can't deal with in our churches, they all end up in your church. How incredible. He says, not just my church, it's a bunch of our churches in North Tulsa. How do do you deal with these people and drugs and alcohol and, you know, homeless folks and all that stuff? And I said, well, you know what? Um, I'm uh, 26 years out of drugs and alcohol myself. Uh, I 
moved here from New York with a girl I lived with, and we were just doing a lot of inappropriate stuff. And so I snuck out of the house one day, chased after another woman in the First Methodist Church downtown. Her name was Anna, and she was gorgeous. And I said, man, how do I get with her? And it was all in my wicked thinking. And um, <laughs> long story short, I had to listen to that preacher that Sunday morning, Dr. Buskirk, and he preached the lights out. He described my entire life. He described my my actions, my thoughts, my, my motivations, everything. I'm like, gosh, this guy knows my underwear tag. Oh, you my know? gosh. And so I was like, what the heck? And then, and then I looked over, I saw Anna, and I said, uh, oh, my gosh. And so I went up to Anna, I bumped into her. I said, oh, my gosh, you go to my church? And she saw right through it and had me go to the new member class. Long story short, uh, she and the church led me to Christ, and God helped me get out of all my ugly. Gave my life to Christ and started following him and uh, Anna became my wife. Congratulations, and, 25 years of yep, marriage. Yep, 25 years, and Anna is uh, still a wonderful gift from God to me, a joy to, uh, I, I love seeing all this amazing stuff that's in her all these years. We've been together, we've had 24 children in our home. Oh my. Uh, we've done a lot of foster care adoption and everything, and, uh, and I'm just so grateful to see all that God puts in her. Uh, we've started a lot of ministries in town, and just... Uh, just to see what God's put in her uh, and how she keeps encouraging me and helping me in a lot of different areas and holds me accountable. She's the only person who could ever t tell me no and get away with it. And uh, I was like, wow. Well, okay. I'm going to have to Need stop you there like and say people have tried to tell you no yeah. a lot of times, um, including recently when you were housing the homeless yeah. and the city came in and said, no, you cannot be. And you said, forget it. These people need my help. What yeah. happened? How did you feel during that? Well, we had we had housed the homeless for about three years, and uh, the fire marshal came out one day, and he said, hey, I heard you're housing homeless folks there. And I said, yeah, we've got nine folks here today. He says, oh, you're just going to be blatant about it? And I said, well, I don't like to hide things. I just like to tell the truth. He said, well, they got to be out of here today. I said, no way. They are not going to be out of here today. The, all these all these kids and their families, I, I, no, I can't, I can't kick these guys out. And he said, listen, Mr. Beach, you have the ability to have assembly. This is housing. You can't have housing and assembly. I said, well, bigger picture, we're the church. You're the government. I'm not going to let the government tell the church what we can and can't do. He said, Mr. Beach, can you please show me the rooms? And I said, yeah, sure, come on in. I said, I just want you to understand. Uh, I know what you, you'll try to do. You'll try to build a case against us. Uh, I said, but you know what? This is not me. This is God doing this, and I'm just trying to be God's boy on this and, and let him do what he wants to do. There's God has such a heart, a caring, compassion for all the homeless out there. People are hungry and in poverty. And, and I'm just trying to let him have his way at this church. And so he showed me the rooms, and he said, you know what? Okay, uh, I th see you have some smoke detectors and some fire extinguishers. You need a smoke detector in every room, fire extinguishers every 75 feet, and et cetera. And he gave me all these different things, and I'm writing them all down. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm writing it down so we can fix it all. And he said, I'm not going to give you permission to do this. You can't do this. And he said, Mr. Beach, I'll be talking to you. Well, later that night, he called up. He said, did you know in 2017, the state of Oklahoma passed a new law saying churches can house the homeless? Oh, hooray. I said, I didn't know that. He said, well, I do want to work with you on this. So th at the end of the day, we made a partnership with the city where they would help us to get legal to be able to house folks long term, not just short term, but be able to house folks, build tiny homes and all that. And they said, you need to get everybody out right now. And if you do that, we'll help you long term to do this right. And fast forward today, we just housed 45 people during that big storm we just had. And the fire marshal came out and said, hey, nice job. 
And so we're working great with them now. So big praise God. Pastor Chris Beach, Wesley Chapel, and YouthWorks Pizza Factory, thank you so much. You're listening to The Hidden Workforce with Lisa Toth at Rice Staffing on your home for success, FM 105.7.